Welcome to the podcast that encourages creative women in their second act to move past resistance and start taking perfectly imperfect action one day at a time toward their dreamiest creative dreams. If not now, when? This is your time and I'm here to cheer you on. I'm your host, Kim Fawson. So glad you're here. Hello, my lovely. It's 4.52 and I need to go home because I have to get out for my W-A-L-K. I will not say it out loud because Benny can't go for the long ones anymore. But what I need to share with you today is I just have to. I have to share this with you. So this is about being in a creative block or writer's block or some form of a rut. So if this is you in any area of your life, maybe this will help you today. I shared this on our Momentum Live. By the way, it's not too late to join us. You should join us because the group is amazing. But I shared this on the live today and I want to share it with you. But first, I want to give you a little context to the concept of being in a creative rut. So once upon a time, it was 2008. And the only reason I remember the year is because it was connected at the time to the email I received from my publisher I was painting at the time that said, hey guys, with everything happening in the economy, there might not be, you know, as many buyers and just be prepared. We're going to do the best we can to hold on. That email came in and at the same time we were going through a whole bunch of stuff with my son and that email and what was going on with my son, I just stopped painting. Like I didn't paint one day. Everything felt very stressful. I felt very unmotivated to do anything. And so over time I kept not painting. And one day I read about a creative rut or a creative block. I can't even remember. I know you would think like, did I live under a rock? I should know about this, but I honestly had never thought of it as a thing. So because it had a name and they described it, like I was experiencing, I took that on as my story. I'm in a creative rut. Oh my gosh, it says on the internet, this can last for several years. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And the more I thought about that and worried about that, the less motivated I was. So eventually I found my way out of that rut and here we are, but it actually went on for a very long time. Once I got through that, and then other things happened, and then I found photography, I really haven't experienced a rut. And what I do know now that I didn't know then, is if I can keep my thoughts in check, then that doesn't have to become my story. So instead of when I don't take pictures, don't make a film, and so on, instead of thinking I'm in a rut, I can check in with my thoughts. Why am I not taking photos and making films? Well, I'm creating content. Like my brain can say, oh my gosh, you're not creating anything. This is it. The gig's up. But I know that I'm doing other things and I can keep it in check. But what can happen is it can be a little seed of I'm stuck. I'm in a rut. I don't know what to do. And it can just perpetuate and become really a self-fulfilling prophecy. And what's really interesting about us as humans is we 
will argue for our limitations like nobody else's business. Like we can defend and argue our limitations all day long. It's amazing how we do that. So what I want to share with you today is something to help you move past stuck. And it's something I read in Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way Every Day. She has like a daily entry and I just flip it open and read whatever is there. And this is for you if you are in a creative rut, which we should rephrase that and not even give that airplay in your brain. But if you're uncertain and you're not creating or you're not putting your shoes on and going for a walk or whatever it is that you're not doing, consider this wisdom from Julia Cameron. When we are unable to work, we can work at the work of getting ready to work. Writers can lay in supplies of paper and enticing pens, notepads that plead, please write on me. Painters can prepare their canvases, clean their brushes, neaten their studio space. Potters can acquire a new lump of cool clay and clear the table space where they will knead and shape it. Gentle things can be done. Gentle things can be done. You can put your shoes on and go for the shortest walk. You can pull out your brushes, lay out your canvas, and then tomorrow just paint one stroke on the canvas. Write on the page. Open your laptop to the blank page and simply write, I have no idea what to write. And show up tomorrow and do the same. And as you show up, as you take steps, that's when momentum can come. You cannot get out of a rut waiting for something magical to happen and just lift you up and out. You have to be willing to take a small step. It doesn't have to be a big step. It can be a small step forward, a gentle step. Now, the only thing I want to add to this to warn you of, because I know us, we can do busy work like tidying our studios to avoid doing the work. And that's resistance too, but it's not necessarily a full-on block. It's simply busy work to avoid doing the work. And if you're doing that gentle work over and over and over again, I would just encourage you to just take a breath and to do one thing. So if you're a photographer, take your camera out, go for a walk, click that shutter, let it happen. Let it be perfectly imperfect. Just do something and then decide to do something tomorrow. And don't go crazy. Don't go big and grandiose when you begin. One simple step. It's like if you've never worked out or haven't worked out forever and you go to the gym all in and you hurt yourself. We don't want that. We want to go gentle. And I just absolutely love those words. Gentle things can be done. So if you've been stuck, that doesn't feel very good. And you got to go gentle on yourself. It isn't about being hard on yourself, beating yourself up. It's simply a gentle step forward. When we have a thought, if we keep repeating a thought over and over again, it will become a thing and it will show up in our life. 
And the more we think about our thinking, the more we ask empowering questions, the more we're aware of what's going on up there. That's why I love writing so much. We can keep all of that in check. And that can be a beautiful thing. All right, like I said, I have to go. So I have nothing else at the end of this other than to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the podcast, leave five stars, leave a review. I'd be super grateful for that. And we'll talk to you soon.